the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Leanne Flax and an interior designer. Do you know anything about interior designing? Just stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM and you'll find more about them soon. You're listening to Chai Kids on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Brian Oena and I'm 11 years old. Good afternoon, Leanne. Hello, how are you? Good. Okay, so we're going to start with the question. Okay, cool. So what is interior designing? Okay, so interior designing, um, a lot of people get mixed up between interior design and interior decor, which I see that you actually want to know both, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, interior design is actually the internal shell of your, of your room. So if you look at your ceilings, your floor and your walls, that is going to be your interior design. So, so a good example is going to be a kitchen. A kitchen, you can't pick up your units and can't pick up your cupboards and actually take it out of the room. You, it, it stays there. And so a lot of interior designers also work for, for kitchen companies. Um, you know, um, I think it's, it's pretty much when you, when you qualify, it's one of the easiest jobs to actually get is, um, a kitchen designer. And then you like design all your units and you also have to think very carefully about how the human body works. So um, even in studio here, there's a reason why the mics are at a certain height and how the design is created um, when you when you move around and all sorts. So design is very much about how um, your room is supposed to function um, and how it's supposed to look. So it's just um, looks versus, um, you know, functionality. Could you please explain what functionality means? Okay, so functionality means um, uh, functionality. It's just how something functions. So we know how the mic functions. It takes in sound um, and, you know, it will, you know, um, make it louder or that kind of thing. How a kitchen functions, you know that when you make, when you make yourself like cold drink, you know that you need a worktop. You have your, your worktop. You need to have a cup. And you need to have the fridge to get your juice. So that's just how it functions. You can't really have a fridge where, where you know, you can't have a fridge in a corner somewhere and then like a worktop all the way on the other side of the room. You know, it's just how, how you move around in a room and, you know, that that's really what, what function is. Okay. I hope I make sense. I think so. you do, yeah. <laughs> um, how old do you have to be to become an interior designer? Okay, so I don't really know what age you should be, but I know that in terms of being an interior designer, you need to have specific knowledge behind you. So a lot of people think that it's a very easy, you know, it's it's very easy to do, but it's actually quite complicated. Like we need to... Um, we need to um, understand how things work. Um, we need to also understand how, um, you know, how durable um, a surface is or, or a product is. So, um, uh, you know, we you have to you have to learn about your wood. You have to learn about, um, you know, how to manage a, pro- a project. So, um, you know, I'd rather say after matric. Um, and once you, you get your matric and you've studied maths, um, even though I completely did not do well in it, just <laughs> like so openly did not do well. Um, but maths and art and anything creative will really help you, um, to kind of further your knowledge in the subject. 
Okay, and um, how many years does it take to get a degree for interior design? All right, so um, I did a national diploma. Um, so what actually happened was I studied interior decorating, which was two years. Um, and then I did a national diploma, which was three years. So, um, yeah, so the one was at a little design academy and the other one was actually at university. Um, so you can also do your bachelor's and I actually don't know how long it takes to do a bachelor's. So Google. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and when did you start to get involved with interior design? All right. So, so I've always known that I, I wanted to be an interior designer. Um, when I was um, younger, my sister and I used to go and stay at my granny and my grandfather for our school holidays. And the minute I walked in there, I was like, right, let's redecorate. Let's move this there and move that there and change that and change this whole <laughs> thing around. And, you know, and my grandparents were so loving and just, they just wanted me to, you know, they just kind of wanted me to do it, um, you know, just because I enjoyed it so much. Um, and, yeah, um, when I used to play with, I mean, I don't know what they have these days to play, um, like kids play with. Um, but I, when I used <laughs> to play with Barbie and Ken, or I, Barbie and Ken stayed in, their, stayed in their box, and I used to take the furniture, and I used to, on my TV unit, I used to take all of our encyclopedia books, and I used to make little staircases, and I used to actually, <laughs> you know, plan the house. So that's actually, I just knew it from, from the word go. And, um, yeah. And um, what inspired you to become an interior designer? That. That inspired me. And um, um, and also, I think that my my grandparents, they were very loving when, when I used to completely turn their house upside down. <laughs> and um, and my parents have also been very they, – they haven't tried to change my idea and tried to, you know, tell me to do another um, – to do something else for my career. So um, – I can just imagine my mother now. She's like nodding while like listening to me. But um, yeah, I've, they've never really encouraged me to do anything else other than what I've loved to do. Um, and today, what actually inspires me very much is when a lot of suppliers have got, um, when, you know, when they bring out new products and they invite you to all these events um, to showcase their products. Um, when I see the products, then I actually get inspired all over again because I'm like, oh, wow, I can put that into this person's whatever, you know, whatever space I'm doing. You know, so that also inspires me when I actually physically look at the fabric or I look at the the um, marble or whatever I look at, you know, that also inspires me. And do you have other hobbies except, besides for interior design? I love drawing and art and painting. Um I also am very interested in um in like antiques and knowing you know where it comes from the history of them you know I'm very interested in like our granny's limoges and What's stuff a limoge? I don't know it was <laughs> my granny used to have um these beautiful porcelain bowls but they were so they were just the design of it and the what they looked like. It was so special, uh, you know, so it glass and, you know, that kind of thing. And do you do, do, design, do you design homes, businesses and shops? So I design all of it. 
Um, I specialize very much um, because my market, my, my company is called Budget Interiors. So a lot of um, companies will approach me if they need a little bit of work in their offices. But a, but more people um, ask me and invite me to their homes where they need their kitchens done or they need, um, you know, they need their, their space to work a little bit better and to look a little bit better. So my mar- So I advertise for all, but my market is generally for homes. So which one do you prefer to do? Um, I actually prefer to do all of it um, because I just enjoy doing it. Um, but I think offices, offices is, I think I enjoy that the most because, um, you know, um, each company has their brand. You know, like um, high firms, the blues and the whites and greys. And so then when I do interior design and I am designing around that, I will incorporate the blues and the greys and the whites into the actual design, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's in the flooring or a bulkhead or a something. So I like to play with the actual colors. It already gives me an idea of what I'm doing. And what does incorporate mean? Um, to, uh, to put it into like the whole picture. Oh, and what is the purpose of designing? Okay, so the purpose of designing um, is to make sure that to make sure that an interior works well, that it that the function of it works well, and it looks nice. Oh, and. Okay. Do you have people that work with you or do you work alone? Okay, so I do. I've worked alone for, for about six years and only recently have I realized that I actually really struggle with installations. Um, you know, I'm very good at the actual designing process, but the installations, I actually love that, that, that I love that, um, you know, side of it, but I struggle to manage it. So now I've got a partner of mine that actually runs my installations. What's um, an installation? So the installation is when they actually bring things in and they and they put it in so yeah and they paint walls and they you know they tile the floor and they put the cupboards in so So like you do the designing part and they do the work absolutely okay and what is the difference between interior designing and interior decorator so excellent excellent question when i had started um, when I actually finished studying, uh, when I finished at school, I didn't know the difference. So I, that's why I have both, because I first started studying interior decorating. Interior decorating are all of the, are all of the things that can move. So your furniture can move in and out of the room. Your chairs, obviously, in and out of the room. Your paint color, we can paint the wall and it can change. Your pictures that go onto the wall, that can change. So that is interior decorating. It's pretty much all the pretty stuff, right? (laughs) And interior design is everything that is fixed. So everything that can't be moved. Your kitchen is design-based, so you can't move your kitchen around. Your lighting and all of your, um, you know, your lighting points, you can't change that. So that's interior design. So, yeah. And is there anything else besides interior designing and interior decorating who could help do a similar kind of work? Very much so. Um, Okay, well, first of all, this I don't have – my career choice is not vital. I'm not a doctor, but I think I do – I think I do um, have the ability to just make somebody's home – um, feel good. You know, I think life is very stressful um, and there's a lot going on. And I think when somebody comes home, 
they want to feel a little bit more at ease. Um, and so a lot of people are able to see, um, you know, they, they're able to identify what is nice and, and what functions and, um, you know, um, they're able to do that on their own. There are some people that need a little bit of assistance. That's why I do what I do. But otherwise, you can actually get an architect. An architect um, is a person that knows the interior design as in the internal, the interior shell of the room, the walls, the floor, the ceiling, as well as the exterior, um, the walls, the roof. You know, um, they know all of the supports. They know all of that. So they can probably advise you. Um, and also there's a drafts person. A drafts person is um, a person that will actually take um, a piece of paper, take all the equipment that they need, and they draw out the home for you. They draw like the floor plan. So what the actual house is going to look like if you stand above it. Um, and then they can say to you, well, according to what it, it works out in terms of measurements, we are able to put this here and this here and this here and that there. So so a drafts person is actually able to take an idea and put it on paper for a client to see. So yes, there are ways of doing of doing what I do. Well, there's a lot of them. Totally, there's a lot of them. Absolutely. Um, And do you think people can manage without interior design? Absolutely, I really do. I really do. I think um, I think just having um, a professional outlook is always nice. Yeah, and special. Yeah, and special. Um, So let's take a quick song break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Branoena and I'm 11 years old. So now let's carry on with the questions, Leanne. Cool. Okay, so what part of your job do you enjoy most? Um, I like seeing the befores and afters. So I like to, I like looking at my, my photos. Um, I go onto my phone and I see what the space actually looked like before. Um, we started, um, and then, you know, seeing what it looks like after, um, you know, when we completely finished, um, and kind of comparing it. Um, I also absolutely love how excited my clients get when I'm finished. <laughs> they, they, because a lot of them have really struggled to, to feel nice in their space or they've really struggled in their kitchen and, and all sorts. So they get so excited and then I get like a whole long winded, you know, WhatsApp saying, mm-hmm. I love it, I love it, thank you so much. And I, I love it, that's my best part. And do people complain when the job is complete and how would you handle it? So, um, generally, um, how I work is I like to keep the communication lines open. So, so you know, I mean, we've been talking off air and I think you can see, um, you know, how relaxed I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do that with my clients as well. I'm trying um, to let my clients know that, you know, I love what I do. I do run a professional business, but I also want that communication line open. If they're not enjoying anything that I'm doing, they tell me there and then. So, so generally, if there are any complaints, it's happening while installations are taking place. Um, and then we have got time to resolve it um, and to fix the problem. So I get really nice messages at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the most challenging part about your job? Um, It's probably the problem solving um, when there are issues because sometimes when you do an installation, um, so let's say I'm going to use the kitchen for example. Mm -hmm. So if we've completely redone the kitchen, we take out the old kitchen um, and now the kitchen is completely empty. There's no cabinets inside. It's a completely empty shell. And only then do you see that there might be a plumbing 
point that is not supposed to be there. You know, you might see that an electrical point is actually where, um, I don't know, where your your stove is supposed to be and they, we need to replace it with. It's it, it gets a little bit complicated like that because that is the problem solving that you need. You know, then you have to say to your clients, okay, there's a little bit of an issue over here. We didn't know this before we had started. Um, and, you know, kind of explaining uh, the process and actually figuring out how are we going to do this, but how are we going to fix this at the budget that, that we need to be in? Because, I mean, sometimes the jobs can be quite costly, but we, but you know, um, myself and my installation team, we have to kind of think out of the box to make sure that that it, you know, that we can get the job done right, um, you know, at the at the cost that it needs to be. And have you designed a famous person's house? If so, what did it look like? All right. So, um, okay. So, okay. So he is actually a well-known um, guy. And um, so when I first started, when I actually first started on my own, um, it was a Jewish DJ by the name of DJ Wags. Um, so so I had um, – it was a decorating job. So I decorated his apartment. So we just kind of like brought in a bit of colors. And, um, yeah, so we just brought in um, like new paintings and new accessories and just made it look a little bit more homely. And how do you get – all the items for the house. Um, okay, so um, okay, so so as an interior um, designer and decorator, I've got different contacts um, with different um, furniture and different outdoor furniture, and people that have got um, fabrics, um, people that sell different wood. So there's there's a whole lot of contacts that I've got that that you get to know over the years of working. Um, and yeah, so, so I have them on my computer in the background and whenever I create a design and I decide what material it's going to be and what fabric I need for reupholstery and what kind of style I need for a particular rug, for example, I know my contacts in which to, um, choose. And a lot of them do only, um, you know, if you're in trade, um, if you are a designer and they are a manufacturer, only you can actually buy through them. They won't. They won't sell it to you. They won't sell it to the public. Um, so some I do buy from all of our, our normal stores, and some I do buy on the scenes. And can you please explain to us what would happen on your typical day at work? Okay, well, first of all, I generally oversleep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, I like, okay, if I have to be up, I will. But, um, okay, so I wake up, put my computer on, um, and I generally go through all of my emails, see if there are any more, um, any new queries or if there's any, um, you know, information from suppliers that have come in, any comments of designs that I've currently done that my clients just want to change and adjust. Um, and so then I see to all of that um, and then I'll sit and I'll design and I'll make changes or um, I'll start new designs on my design program um, and I will replicate the space in which, um, you know, my clients have asked for um, for me to redo. Um, and, um, then I might go out um, and see um, different clients and I see clients throughout um, the Gauteng area. So, um, you know, I just kind of have to isolate specific amount of time in all, like driving time and consultation time to see them and to give them advice. Um, and then, yeah, come back, quote them if they want to do any more work. 
Um, also, there are times that I need to go out. Now, I have like a showroom in my car. Um, I've got like every single sample in my car. And so when I do consult and I do see my clients, I, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not a very strong person. So I carry all these and I'm clumsy and I carry all these samples with me and they generally fall, but I show them like fabrics and I show them wood samples and I show them, you know, what, what I recommend for the space. So that's generally. Um, yeah, my consultation day. And then I come back and, um, yeah, I'll quote or finish off. And then I just do the same thing every day. <laughs> and what were, how long would it take to complete an average house? Okay, so it's a very, very difficult question. Um, it depends if I'm doing interior design or I'm doing interior decorating. So if I'm doing interior decorating, it can be, you know, anywhere. You know, if I'm, I'm, yeah, like if it's just painting and bringing in furniture and that kind of thing, it can take like a week under a week, you know, from the, from the time that it's been, um, signed off to the day to, to when we actually have to finish it. So it's about a week or so. Um, if it's interior design, it also depends what kind of interior design. If we're going to be putting up panels, um, and false walls, or we're going to, um, you know, be doing, um, you know, like a renovation that we have to build on extra, you know, that can take um, anywhere up to, and it depends, like, I mean, an average size house, again, it depends on what we're doing, but it can take to uh, like about a month or so, depending. And how many properties would you work on at the same time? Okay, so I once made the absolute enormous mistake of doing three installations in one, and it was before I had my installation team. And um, it was incredibly chaotic, and it was very stressful. Um, and it's very complicated, you know, knowing the design, managing um, the actual project, doing the time management and also doing the financing because a lot of the time that when I do my work, you know, my clients will often say to me, oh, but while you're doing this, can you just do this extra? Wow. And then you have to like go out and actually purchase things. It's a, it's a very much of a, it, yeah, if you're not organized, it can be an absolute mess. It sounds hectic. It is. It is, it is a little bit complicated. I think people think it's a bit more complicated than, than, um, yeah, I think people don't, they underestimate how complicated it is. Um, and so, um, yeah, I made that mistake. I will never do it again. I think it ran over the time that it was supposed to. Um, but it was trial and error. I had just started out and ultimately the, the places got, you know, they finished and my clients were happy afterwards. Uh, well, at least that's good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and Otherwise, I would not be on radio. <laughs> And do you think the colors in the room have an effect on a person's mood? Absolutely, I do. Um, so, um, okay, so, so color has, um, um, yeah, it does definitely have an effect on your mood. There is a psychological understanding when it comes to color, um, your feelings and, um, you know, how it does affect you. So if you have to think about fast food, 
Like if you have to think about McDonald's or you have to think about any of those fast food restaurants, which are not kosher, but mm. just FYI. Mm. <laughs> but um, if you have to think about those colors, they're generally reds and yellows and oranges. So those colors actually make you move. They make you want to move. They make you want to go quickly and buy fast food and then quickly get into your car and run around and do the things that you need to. It, it promotes movement. Um, whereas your, your green and... Um, blues and that sort of family make you feel a little bit calmer. And I mean, also you, you, you hear about beach side houses. Um, you know, they generally have whites and blues and very, very calming and, um, clean colors. So it does, it definitely does have an effect. And do the colors and furniture in a room make the room seem bigger or smaller? Um, 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 let me think. So if we have to take a small, a small room, um, if we had to take a small room, there's something called proportion. Um, so proportion is very much, um, if you have a small room, you don't have like this overly sized table in it. You know, that, that's kind of important that, that, um, you know, you work with, um, the size, but also your color and your furniture, it doesn't have to be so limited. It, it really does depend on the space as a whole. So if you had to get a small room, for example, and if you had to completely line the one wall with a whole lot of mirrors, different shapes, different sizes, but the wall in mirrors, then on your other walls, you could actually make it like a, a dark brown or you could make it a very dark color because the mirrors will give it an illusion of space, especially if you put it like opposite a window where you actually get a lot of light coming in. So it depends on, you know, where the light is coming in. It depends on how much light is coming in, um, you know, and, and what the room looks like, what it feels like. The lighting has a huge huge impact um you know if it's a dark room or if it's a very light room seems a bit bigger that kind of thing and what is the most common thing that people think they need but they actually don't so a lot of my clients um in terms of colors um they will say to me that they need to paint this wall white because they need it to um you know they need it to bring in a little bit more light and that sort of thing so that is not always the case um, you know, you can play around with different colors. That's on an interior decorating side. On an interior design side, um, let me think. Um, yeah, on an interior design side, um, you know, some people also want to, you know, revamp their, their kitchen completely. You know, they want to completely rip out the kitchen, but they don't really have to. You can change doors. You can change cupboards to floating shelves. And you can do small little things that will actually really um, change the space, but not going so far into it. And what is the most unusual design you've done to somebody's house? All right. So, so I've done... It wasn't really to somebody's house. It was to two showrooms. So the one showroom was um, was a fashion boutique, um, a very upmarket fashion boutique. Um, and so we played with um, a marble look towel where it reflected a lot of light in it. Um, and we had to put up a lot of panels because it was a showroom, because it was a, um, it was a shop that, um, you know, if people were window shopping, you know, we had to kind of design around that. Yeah. Um, and we had to kind of design these really awesome curved 
panels. Sounds cool. Yeah, very uh, like these curved panels, and we yeah had to dress it up, and also the cabinetry and the designs, like the rails, for example, where you hang your clothes. They were actually um, if you you look at hardware, um, uh, hardware piping. Um, they were actually piping and uh, like in in a chrome and a in a um, in brass. So we had to kind of play around with that. And the other one was somebody's garage that they were turning into also a consultation room where he did a lot of printing. So we also had to separate the space by putting up um, and we chose to put up like a curtain to separate the two spaces. And on the actual curtain was it was it was a sales uh, tactic. It was all of his printing that he does on wow. um, on. Um, yeah, all of his day-to-day printing for his marketing because we had to kind of design around a really small space and kind of maximize maximize it as much as we can. So we separated it with something that he could advertise from. That's cool. Yeah. And can you tell us what the latest trends is for homes and stuff? All right. So um, um, I'm just thinking. Um, in terms of trends – um, a lot of um, there are a lot of neutrals um, and pale colours that are in at the moment. So very pale pinks, pale blues, incorporated with white. Um, if we're going, I know that I think it was last year there was a very big trend with um, a lot of brass. Brass has gone out quite a bit, um, and now yeah, it's a very very minimalistic, clean lines kind of kind of design. Um I think also um you know um because I work on my own um I have to be very careful in terms of keeping up with trends because you know when you work on your own you don't really work with a company where where you know um there's a whole lot of brochures coming in and everyone is is completely mad about particular th- about particular designs and um when you when you work on your own, it is quite isolating. So you need to make a big effort in order to make sure what the trends are. And what's great is that Decorex is actually coming up. So then we can also see, you know, what trends are are coming in. And what's a brass? Brass is. Um, I'm busy looking around in studio to see if I can see anything brass. Um, okay, so brass is a metal. Um, it is a metal, but it is a very shiny yellow. It almost looks like gold. You know what gold? Yeah. Have you seen? It's like a brass is, it looks like a gold metal. Cool. Yeah. Sounds. It sounds expensive. (laughs) Um, is it still fashionable for girls to have pink rooms and boys to have blue rooms or have things changed? I think, um, it depends on uh, your parents, um, that decide to have their, their nurseries done. Um, because I think if it is your first child, you get super excited that you're having a boy and then it's like, mm. everything must be blue. Um, but I often find that for your first child, everything's blue. And for your second child, everything's kind of like neutrals and creams and light brown <laughs> and that. And I actually prefer that a lot more because when your child, if you this is going to be a long-term home, your child's going to grow up in that home. Um, and, you know, you want the colors to be versatile where you can just change little accessories. Um, but the, the colors would remain for when, um, you know, your child becomes um, a teenager yeah. can still utilize that space. 
And we have an SMS. It says, Hi, Leanne, do you use Pinterest for ideas? I do. I actually <laughs> have got, Michael, everyone asks about Pinterest. They love it. Um, okay, so so I've got actually got a budget interiors page on Pinterest. What I actually, um, when I'm working with a particular, on a particular project, a lot of my clients will send me specific images um, and, you know, I will have already seen their space and I will kind of advise them whether it's going to work or it's not going to work. The only thing that I'm finding, and, and this is something that people must know about Pinterest, is that the ideas are very European and some of the, um, you know, some of the hardware and, um, you know, the designs that you see on Pinterest, it isn't doable here in South Africa. Um, a lot of them. So, you know, I've seen very unusual, which I mean, you, okay, so, so I don't say it's not doable at all. It is, but it's going to be very, very expensive. Um, yeah. um how can someone contact you? Okay, so, um, you can contact me. Um, okay, so I've got a budget interiors, uh, page on Facebook. Um, you can also email me at Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at Budget Interiors, and Interiors has an S at the end, .co.za. Um, or you could call me on 072-580-7273. But whoever decides to call me, they will realize that I'm a very difficult person to get hold of. So <laughs> so you have to, like, WhatsApp me or, or whatever. <laughs> And so thank you for coming on Haki today. <laughs> thank you so much. And teaching us about the awesome work you do. It sounds really interesting and exciting. Thank you to my guests for coming on Hi Kids today. And thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Hi Kids show only on 101.9 Chai FM. Shabbat Shalom and goodbye kids.